I'm Sam. I'm Adam. And today we're talking about Cyberpunk 2077. What went wrong? How did it go wrong? <laughs> did the game live up to a type? And our initial impressions. Well, we can talk about Cyberpunk at some point today, but that's not our actual topic. We are, as we said many times before, going to be talking about our disappointments of the year. Releases that we weren't so fond of. Um, as well as some other mainstream albums that just kind of underwhelmed us um, that we feel like we should talk about. Yes, sir, indeed. But before that, we have to touch upon what we've been listening to on this cracking crazy week, mm-hmm. Jimbo. Do you want to start? I see, uh, well, I mean, I, I, I'm having to start, but I see uh, you've been banging the new Taylor Swift release. And I listened to it once. I also, truthfully, have not listened to that much music this week. Um, but I did listen to the, the new surprise Taylor Swift album, Evermore, uh, today, actually. Um, and I think it's 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 strange. The back half of the record is a lot noisier than the first half of the record. Um, and <laughs> Taylor Swift is and a harsh noise artist It just kind of feels... The whole thing is, like, there's a few, like... There's a few, I mean, obviously, most of it is good, and frankly, most of it is better than most of her content. Um, but in particular, like, the track with Haim, which, obviously, a it's pretty time. Haim, excuse me. No, actually, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but they're a big name, and when I listen to that track, it, it just feels so out of place because it's so aggressive and so fast, and, like, has to do with, like, a true crime story or, like, some other bullshit <laughs> that's like not related to the topic of the record at all um thanks taylor and so like i was kind of shocked by that and there's there's a few points on the back half of the album where i'm just like this feels too aggressive like you're gonna make a quarantine album like i kind of want that quarantine vibe that i got off of most of folklore um but i mean they're they're, they're both good they're they're both um fine lo-fi indie projects that um are some of taylor's best work yet and i uh that's about it <laughs> that's really all Sounds about right. if you listen to folklore and you liked it you'll like evermore and vice versa so album of the decade i don't know if i'd go that far but um not bad <laughs> not bad um well what about what about you i see uh i see you've been jamming that new enslaved record actually one of us actually listened to it <laughs> how do you how do you feel yeah uh i was definitely disappointed we, you know, I didn't prepare too hard for this week just because I feel like looking over albums that we didn't like too much, it's it's best uh, remembered as yes. something of the past. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I decided, you know what, I'll check out Enslaved because I was reading a No Clean Sing article about releases that didn't really live up to this, and Enslaved is at the top of the list. And oh my god, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like like mid-period Emperor with the cheese at 11 and too many clean parts. Mm. And it's not like, like, um, there, I forget the the name of their previous record, but Enslaved's record from like 2017 or whatever was like actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, I know everyone loved it and I've listened to it once or twice and heck, I even liked it. I think it. it was just called E. E? I, th- I, I think it was just called E. I could be, I, I think you're I right. I could be wrong, but I think it was just called E. But I decided to listen to the record from this year because why not? And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Very underwhelming. I don't really like this type of music. It's a little too cheesy. It's a little too melody driven, but not in the way that I appreciate. And it just doesn't feel fully formed or mature the way their previous work has. Yeah. 
that's all I really have to say about it. Not definitely not music for me. If you're like, you know, a, a Lure Metal Brotherhood type and you like the the mellow death and you like Anel Necraft, <laughs> I'm sure you'd find this good, yeah. but it's definitely not for me. Gotcha. Well, good that we actually got and, an uh, on that note, an informed opinion on Enslaved. In yeah, chat. no, no, ex- exactly. But on that note, the, another genre of music that just is not for me, which I've been listening to copious amounts of music for, is a uh, f- mother heckin' dungeon synth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to assume our viewers know what dungeon synth is. Well, who knows? But, uh, it's, it's kind of obscure. You might want to touch on it. Just a, just a tad. You know what? I'm going to, being the resident dungeon synth expert, I'll let you tackle it out. All right, well, um, I guess dungeon synth is just kind of an electronic genre that was born out of... Um, black metal heads that were like, hey, we have this aggressive music, let's make some not-so-aggressive music. And it's basically just medieval ambient. Well, it can range from, I guess, medieval ambient to just, like, true, like, dark ambient. Like, like you could even go so far as to say as, like, like some of those Vinteracat records are, like, almost noise. Yeah. No, I mean, I was... It really is a horrific genre name. Yeah. Like, I know metalheads will meme about stuff like grindcore or like black metal because they don't really mean anything. Yeah. But holy shit, dungeon synth is such an utterly yeah. meaningless term because, you know, I've been working my way through the Mew approved dungeon synth December mm-hmm. 2020 list. And some of these records range from like chaotic black metal all the way to like Eno esque ambient loops yeah. with like medieval stuff in the background and it's really bizarre like uh, in particular the um the record by iljarn seven harmonies of unknown truth it's literally the solo project of samoth of emperor and it just sounds like even lower fi emperor with like a little bit of war metal influence Mm -hmm. and i don't understand how that is right right next to like thulian mysteries by burzum yeah no it's it's kind of confusing but all the same, it's a very vast genre, and there's there is a lot to explore. A lot of it's bad. A lot of it's, in my opinion, pretty good. But you just kind of got to find what your style of dungeon synth is. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think like the the well composed, interesting like ambient loops, uh, the, like it can be done well. And I, there are definitely some bands that I've checked that do do it well. But uh, I feel like a lot of it, and especially some of like the lower fi uh, '90s stuff with the uh, yes. you know, tribal elements, enchanted vocals, just kills me. It's no, just I, 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 I get that. Uh, it just strikes me as so dumb and so like I guess meaningless. And I know that might yeah. that might hurt some of our our true cult <laughs> listeners out there, but it's just it's so it's so non interesting. I understand the point of like ambient as a genre and like dark wave and all the things that go along with it. Or not, it's not to be the most engaging minute minute listen, but I feel like some of the longer form dungeon synth really uh, pushes against yeah. this. No, I I can agree to that. Um, for example, that new Burzum album, very from this year, very much so does that. Yeah. Some, oh my god. Yeah, Thulian Mysteries is unlistenably boring. Like, oh my god, I I found very very little to enjoy in this record. Uh, there is a but review. I mean, there there are some there are some great records. I really enjoyed the Isagrim and Ornith Test uh, split, the Nameless King album. Um, I liked all. Honestly, I kind of like Vinteracat. No, dude, Vinteracat is good. Is he They're... a Nazi? No comment. I have no idea. I don't know. I, I don't. I just make... kind of get the feeling that he is. I I don't want to make any assumptions, but um, the music is absolutely chilling. Yeah, I also um. 
I really enjoyed the Mist of Darkness work, the Lightless Lands, even though that's an explicitly Nazi record. Um, I liked the Conjured to Baphomet demo um, in the Arcana Liturgia record, MCCXXXI. And so all that stuff's cool. Uh, Dishonorable mention to Svant TV with The Return of the Ancient Slav, (laughs) which features uh, some some actually explicitly um, yeah. anti-white, um, anti-Christian sentiments that you could call Nazism, and it's that was very uncomfortable for me yeah, to listen yeah. to. Not a fan. But, uh, I don't know, Dungeon Synth's bizarre genre. I'm pretty sure we're going to talk, like, have a Dungeon Synth cast at the end of December. Yeah. Or, like, as the fifth week, right. so. I, think it's, I mean, it's a good idea. There's a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, so, but uh, speaking I'm of, listening to a lot of that, and it sucks. Speaking of Dark Wave... New Black Wing. No Moon. Dan Heckin Barrett himself. Have you listened to that Black Wing record? Yeah. Yeah, it's on my topster. Okay. Uh, it is on your topster. What do you? Uh, or, I, it's not even a topster. It's a it's a collage. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, what do you think? I personally, pretty big fan. Yeah, no, it's great. Like, I mean, obviously, we like have a nice life, and Dan Barrett's offshoots, and this is like Giles Corey with Lersynth. Yeah. Jaws <laughs> Corey with New Wave Influence. It's done well. Lyrics are good. It sounds good. Like I love Dan's performances. I thought I, mean, I thought the singles were kind of campy at first, but I, I I feel like they really do um, represent the album well, especially when there's a lot of the tracks that just completely defy expectations, um, like Vulnerable, which is literally starting off as a harsh noise track. Yeah, um, totally, totally. When I heard that in the track list, I was like, whoa, yeah. this is nice. So, like, I think it is um, pretty heckin' interesting um, to hear that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I know we're Dan Barrett fans, but and we're sort of this hard audience, but it's definitely well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan. The, the aesthetics of the thing work, it flows well, has a nice peaks and valleys in the track listing, has bangers, has harsh noise mm-hmm. moments, and just that general, like, have a nice life vibe that all of all of us mutants go bananas for. I think this is probably the closest anyone has gotten. Obviously, it is his other project, but like, if anyone was trying to recreate Have a Nice Life, this would be a very good example of that. Because I feel like a lot yeah. of the tracks here do reflect the diversity of stuff like the unnatural world or death consciousness. Yeah, no, I agree. It bounces between a bunch of different things, and it has a real reliance on synth and drum loops, mm-hmm. which basically every track on Death Consciousness yeah. does f- finds itself in some position. Yeah. Ominous 808 shocked the hell out of me. Was not expecting Dan Barrett with the rap. I uh, no, I, I agree. <laughs> but it came out. But uh, if you feel like these atoms are lost, then uh, this will be a good good sh- album. Yeah. Would recommend. Yeah. Um, what else? Gosh, now I just have deep, deep stuck in my head. Yeah. Um, in bigger and and broader news, um, the new, uh, seeing as both have been extremely positively reviewed online, um, I have personally taken it upon myself to listen to the new, uh, Avalanche's record and Ichiko Aoba, I think. No, I don't know how to say that. It's Aoba. Aoba. Ichiko Aoba. Uh, records and um, I actually preferred Avalanches a little bit. I think that um, the Ichigo needs, for me, a little time to breathe 
because I just can't, like, it is literally kind of the same song for, I don't know, an hour. And there's nothing wrong with that, but, like, I did feel that, like, it was kind of very samey throughout the whole thing. Um, and that's awesome. not a bad But thing. Anthony Fantano gave it a 9, Adam. Anthony Fantano did give it a 9, and maybe it's just because my chamber pop influence is not there. I have no clue what I'm getting into, so I think I need to dive into it a few times. It's also a very dense record, so I can understand, um, you know, why I might not have been too much of a fan of it. But uh, definitely some strong work from extremely talented groups. Um, the Avalanches record, uh, We Will Always Love You, has a lot of cool features, does some really cool musical stuff, and uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I've heard really good things about the Avalanches one. The Each Got Oba one seems to be getting a decent amount of backlash and seems to be heralded as overrated in a lot of the circles I frequent, but I'm sure it's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I wouldn't... On my first listen, I've given it a nine. I would, gotcha. I would, I would have probably given it a strong six, to be honest. Ooh, ooh. Not, co- not coming at him like that, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I have to listen to them myself. I'm, I'm sure I'd enjoy both of them. Good right. music's good music. Mm-hmm. Good music is good music. Um, and with that, I think we're going to talk about some nautic. Uh, here on the podcast because it's our <laughs> absolutely smooth okay. transition. Uh, so where do we want to start, Sam? We could go. We could start with our popular stuff and go into our personal stuff, or we could do the vice versa. We already. Uh, let's start with the popular. Uh, yeah, we stuff. did start with the um that enslaved record, which none of us were too too big fans of. Um, so it makes sense to start there. All right. I now we're just gonna go through a series of albums. I assume neither of us have never listened to or listened to only uh-huh. once or twice, and then dunk on them. So uh, let's start off with the uh, Catatonia record, City Burials. I did listen to City Burials once. I listened to this album once. Yeah. Oh my god! No, I couldn't fan. even get through it. I, I couldn't. It's it, it's it is painful to listen to. Like it is yep. unbearably boring. And and the and the croon is so unbelievably cheesy. There's just there's nothing I want here. That like, it's not even like the instrumentation is good. It's really sparse and like made to build this like alt metal atmosphere that just do- it doesn't culminate. <laughs> it it doesn't. I feel ya. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to sound like a boomer here, but. I remember when Catatonia were a metal band. No, seriously. Um, I mean, I've, isn't this like their third album in the art rock vein or whatever? I think it's their third or second. I can't remember. I, really I don't know. I, I feel like the other ones were better. Because like, it's think, not like yeah. a band can make... Yeah, like I guess like... Actually, I, I was going to say Oliver, but we both hate the new Oliver album. The Contortionist. Um, you know, bands can make transitions to non... Uh, metal sounds and pull it off well and this album just kind of sucks mm-hmm. has none of the charm of their early work has none of the the maturity of their mid-period the songs don't feel very developed it's it's, it's annoying it's it's a little cringy it's a little cheesy and the like the distinct mellow death melodies that have sort of carried their whole career are just nowhere to be found here mm-hmm. it's it's honestly kind of disappointing because a band with such influence and have been 
doing so much for so long, you kind of expect it to for them to at least kind of perform. And I don't feel, and yeah, I don't I feel gotcha. that here in anything. What the heck, no, Catatonia? Um, but we're not going to rat on Catatonia that long. Um, yeah, we we got it. We got to rat on uh, what the Dead Men say by Trivium. <laughs> I didn't actually listen to that record, but you know what? I have faith that Matt Heafy and the boys made a competent record. Even if I wouldn't have liked well, even, hear even me if out, I wouldn't out. have liked it, I bet it's competent. You know what? You're probably right. I mean, yeah, Matt Heafy and the boys really like they know what they're doing. They have a pretty solid record, but I or, excuse me, pretty solid mm. back catalog. Well, oh, yeah. sorry, one second. I'm just googling something so I don't sound dumb All when right. I mention this. But uh, yeah, no, the record from 2017, the the sin in the sentence is like beloved. People go ha- bananas it's for that a good record. Album. Super positively reviewed. And um, I haven't seen this album mentioned once anywhere. I, Literally nowhere on the internet. And, I think I I think I think I saw reviews for it, but I wasn't interested enough to read it, and I think that shows. Yeah, I mean, I think a bit like for a band as large as Trivium, when you just kind of hear radio silence for the rest of the year uh, regarding a record which is following up a critically beloved work, that's never a good sign. And like, I watch a fair amount of guitar YouTubers that that go bananas for Trivium. They absolutely love them. Uh, huge Matt Heavey fans, and not even they've mentioned this record. So right. if that says anything. Not good, not good. Actually, can you send me that list? That I don't know what list you're looking at, but I literally googled metal albums 2020. All right, fair enough. <laughs> and not not using Quora or Opera, but Google. Google. Uh, um, up next, since we don't have much to say about that, I got to bring up S and M two, Metallica, and the uh, San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. I didn't listen to that record either, but I can. I, I can also assume that well, it's so fine. If you, so, Adam, I haven't. I've listened to this record like halfway through once. Google the tracklist for S and M one, and then Google the tracklist for S and M two. That's not a good sign. It is hysterical. Okay, hold on. Like this album. Don't get me wrong. Metallica with an orchestra. It's a cool idea. Like the original S and M was cool. This album just did not need to be made. It had no reason to be made. Half the songs were literally performed on SNM One, and the ones that weren't are just kind of shitty B sides from their later career. Yeah, I can see that now. <laughs> yeah, is it, like they, it's it's hysterical. Half the track list was literally already done, and the other track is in the other half of the list is like Escape. Yeah, I, I mean, Metallica doesn't need to make any more music, but for whatever reason, they continue to. <laughs> And you gotta you gotta give it to those old heads for keeping with it, but like at the same time, ugh, no. Yeah, it's like what's what's that nostalgia critic bit where like someone asks, "Why'd they make this?" and then Doug says, "Money." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <funny. laughs> we're not a big fan of Tig would take over here, and we definitely condemn the later actions. But like, speak. That's a funny. Speaking bit. of money. Um, ACDC, <laughs> Ozzy, Osbourne. A- Ozzy Osbourne, ACDC. Let's let's have a conversation. Um, I mean, I haven't heard a th- once again. Like, it, I feel like it's sort of telling when a band like you know one of the the all time most popular metal hard rock acts of all time releases a record, and I hear nothing about it ever. And like, I feel like we generally keep our ears to the ground. Oh yeah. And so if we're not if we're not hearing about Ozzy Osbourne's eighty seventh album when I, I thought he had like polio and was dying, or like ACDC's album when like 
Brian Johnson literally quit the band. Mm. Like, Jesus Christ. I, why I why are these bands still making music? They, they want to make money, man. They're probably trapped into these big record contracts that they just can't break out of, too. Totally. And also COVID. And COVID. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ozzy canceled, like, a giant world tour. I'm sure. This year. Yeah, because... Like, his... Yeah, it was the end tour. His, like, fourth year of the last world right, tour right, or something. Right, 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 uh, Yeah, no, it's like... This stuff's, like, beyond parody. Oh, seriously. Do you, speaking of beyond parody... Huh. Uh, all right, honestly, Curse the Crystal Coconut's grown on me. No, don't even. That is heresy. In every, Tortuga. In every regard. <laughs> New Ailstorm album is not good, no matter who tells you what or what for. No. there. I, I cannot find a single excuse for anyone in 2020 to be listening to Ailstorm seriously. Or even as a joke. Wow, I didn't realize you hated fun, Adam. That's what, no, sorry. That's what, that's what let me, pops Let for. me find the Toilet of Hell review for Ailstorm, because it is the single best, like, Ailstorm storm um take down um take take i've seen on the internet i totally believe it like it just there is just there is so much more they could do with music there is so much more they're talented musicians they know their way around their instruments yet they choose to make that like i i, I can't explain it what yeah uh uh, I'll, uh, yeah. Which gets us to how stale this material is. While a hokey folk power metal band may have been fun once or twice, this is Ailstorm's sixth album, spanning over 12 years and four splits and EPs thrown in between. The type of thing has the shelf life of room temperature milk, and the spoiled curdled stench permeates every minute of this record. I mean, I... Look, I like Fucked With an Anchor. It's a funny tune. It's even Tortuga is like you know what like fuck it dude there's 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 eight oh eights in my metal but honestly Tortuga is probably the best song <laughs> no uh, um gosh sorry what's the last song uh <laughs> Woodenhead Woodenhead yeah, Woodenhead Woodenhead wooden wooden Part Two is actually a good song where they actually play their instruments the way they're supposed to be played they're doing it right no but seriously um I don't know I I can't. I can't get behind the gimmick when the gimmick is everything. Because at least Ghost, like, Ghost tries to even have a semblance of songwriting. Like, at least in the beginning, and I'm not, I'm not going to say anything about this situation more than I have, <laughs> but, like, that first Ghost album, that second Ghost album, even Meliora is, like, that's actual music. With a gimmick thrown on top of it. <laughs> yeah, whereas Ailstorm is just, they are the gimmick. Yeah, they, they're the gimmick, and that's... And, like, I mean, like, like, like uh, we'll probably link the Toilet of Hell article, because it's a wonderful takedown. But, uh, like, you really can only do this for so long, and this is their sixth album, and it is so stale. Every song is basically identical, and it stopped being funny ten years ago. Yeah. That being said, I mean, I don't know, this, this whole album... Fucking rips. Stop. Adam, we are only here to get drunk, have fun, and make loads of money. That's what I'm here in my metal for. That's why that's uh, why our, our our year end of list is just half black metal, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we say that as like we pick like the the most taste made, critically acclaimed picks for our top ten. 
<laughs> yeah, at the, at the end, we should talk about a few lists that have come out and comparing that, that's them. True. I'm, I'm sure there's some nice meta analyses. Well, we haven't have. we haven't fully released ours yet. There's still room for 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 movement. For would you say broken movements? Warm War Boris are underrated. Yes, they are. Um, do you know what band isn't underrated? Marilyn Manson. No. no. Um, Actually, I today I, w- I woke up at 3 a.m. for zero reason. And uh, as I was laying in bed wishing to go back to sleep, for some reason I found a video of Marilyn Manson performing in 1992. Now why would you do that? Um, Actually, I'm sure that's pretty entertaining. Well, it was great. It was really fun. He was dressed up in like a Willy Wonka costume. He had all these effects. He was being super edgy on stage. I mean, I remember when we saw Manson live and he was just a train wreck. I mean, we had fun because we were like 15, but he was he was a mess. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> he was a mess. Um, yeah, that, that, gosh, I, I still remember I that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, me and Adam have never really been huge Manson fans. Like, I've, you know, people always say when I say, "Yeah, I don't really like Manson," they tell you, "Listen, have you listened to the whole trilogy?" And I yep. say, "Yeah, <laughs> yes." <laughs> like, I I've listened to Antichrist, Superstar, Mechanical Animals, and Hollywood. Um, and I, I just the, the music does nothing for me. Like, I'm a prog hat. I like noise, like black metal. And Marilyn Manson, you know, pulling the sh- the shock rock shtick across eight hours of fairly dull like concept album with like alt metal industrial tinge it just doesn't do anything for me and i'm just going to take a wild guess here and assume that we are chaos doesn't do too much new i would be willing to bet yeah let's sorry i'm just gonna go and rate your music and i know rate your music has this bias but it's generally good to to check like where an album yeah. sits in the catalog mm-hmm. I haven't. I haven't done that. I'm sure it's like not the worst rated thing ever, but I'm sure it's not good either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 2008 record. Just all right. So we are chaos. Is let's see. Let's see. Um, do 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 do. It is hit right smack dab in the middle of his right. discography. Well, in that case, whatever, man. Perfectly mediocre, yeah. as all things yeah. should be. Like. Good. Manson, like, just take like a ten year break. Don't don't release music for a little bit. Like, you don't need to do anything. No, he more. doesn't. But it's fine. <sighs> Let's yeah. see. I also, <laughs> I I feel like we could, we could just be dunking on mainstream picks for the for yeah. years. But um, we could switch. Want, uh, I'll save. No, well, you could say. I don't know. I don't know what you have. I have a couple more I want to touch sure, upon. Um. <laughs> I feel like this is just an unofficial hating on the ocean show, but I mean, <laughs> we don't hate the ocean. We just like don't. We don't. We're not listeners. We're not ocean fans, and that's that's all. Dude, it comes like down to. In, in like one month, I'm gonna be sitting in my room in a in global U.S. lockdown. Fain Rozoic, Fain Rozoic, <laughs> one and two. And I'll be like, Adam, this is the best music I've ever heard yeah, in my life. But uh, I don't know. Fenrisok two. Apparently, it's not as good it's as the not. first one. It's not. Oh. So yeah, uh, we hate the ocean. Hate and finally, the last one I want to mention. Actually, I'll mention two more ones. One meme one. Danzig sings Elvis. Didn't Fantano give this a yes. zero? Yeah. Enough said. Why'd you do it? Why'd you do <laughs> it, Danzig? 
and uh, I'll, I'll close things off with Umbra Vitae because this album rips, but it doesn't rip as hard as it should. It doesn't. I reviewed it for the blog, as you may have remembered. Uh, oh no, I didn't. I don't no, know, dude. This I didn't, year, I didn't and, review it, but I we did like that week back in. Um, I don't remember when. Oh gosh, that was that was that May. It was like May or some. It was in some. Dude, I honestly that feel like that feels like last decade. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, but we, it was one of the mini reviews that we had alongside, like, um, Tuscoma. You even put, um, I think, Fonge. You... Yes, Fonge. Havoc. Oh, by the way, by the way, where's that record? Dude, wh- where's that record in the end of the year? Honestly, why don't we put Fonge in one of our honorable mentions? I don't know. We'll figure it out, but, uh, Fonge, Predur, and the EP that followed it, very good. Highly recommend. Um, but, Good transition because we can start with our, one of our first picks for um, our honorable displeasures for the year. You mean disappointments of the year? Yeah. Well, honorable. Yeah, whatever. Havoc's V. Let's just start off with the title. Come on. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, like, David DeSanto is one of the. Even if the lyrics are as megadeth as they get, like, his lyricism's pretty good. Like, he does a good job being a thrash vocalist and lyricist and... V? Where's the significance? <laughs> like... 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 Conspir... Not Conspiranoia. Um... What, what's the name of the... What's the name of the other Havoc album? I can't remember. Conformicide? Conform- Conformicide. That's it. Conformicide. Uh, um... Last Truth... Ah crap! Post truth era, yeah. Post truth. Oh my god! Yeah, no. like I, I ripped up the genius because, like, the don't I actually kind of. I think I like this album more than you. I actually really like this album. I think it's solid, but oh my god, the lyrics, the the cringe dial is at thirty. It. Oh no! I can. All right. So hold on. I want to say I re I re listened to all these records that we're going to be talking about now. I did. I re listened to them in the last week. Impressive. I had to. I had to. And I agree with you. I don't think this album's that bad. But, yes, oh man, cringe inhibitor's off the charts. <laughs> yeah, like, let's just read through the chorus. Post-truth era, complex mind control, don't trust your eyes, unlearn what you think you know. <laughs> there is, there's a level of subtlety that was just thrown out the window on stuff like, even like with conformicide, you know, you had like, courses like, I don't know. The enemy is not, is not coming from overseas. Alright, the lyrics had never not been blatant. But the imagery, I think, overall on albums like Conformicide and Time Is Up is just better. Like, even, like, Circling the Drain is, like, decent imagery, you know? Or, like... But, Adam, dude, they use fear to control you. <laughs> or, like, piece and, pieces and pieces. Like, you got you have the, you have the um, alliteration there. And that's that, that works. But, yeah, no, I agree. Um... It just—it's just, it's just, yeah, no, it's just I, kind of cringe. And oh man, gosh, dude! Like I, we've talked but, uh, about this Adam, before, but "Don't Do It" should not exist. <laughs> Wait, but Adam, you're telling me that you don't think that nature has the answers and the system has the lies? No, no, I, no, I don't. Oh, that's a real line, isn't it? Oh, yeah, dude. No, like this. I mean, I, I don't think "Don't Do It's a bad closer. I just. Lyrics are cringe. The eight-minute acoustic 
outro is kind of cringe. I know it's not fully acoustic, but most of it is. Um, Adam just doesn't like anti-suicide messaging. Wow. I, I just think it needs to be done tastefully. And when you're logic and havoc, you don't do it well. Because, <laughs> um, like, I don't know. Uh, like, gosh, dude. I, like, just, just mentioning those, suddenly I have some of these choruses in my head. And, yeah. like, oh, my God. It's, okay. it's hysterical. Phantom Force, though. No, I will agree that song rips. Like, like, dude, this album kind of rips. No, this album does kind of rip. Havoc is the best. I modern, can't wake up. Havoc is the best modern thrash metal band. I said it. You can't. No, Adam, you can't say I that. Said no, it. I said it because the only other option we're not allowed to talk about until they make their resurgence. So <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Havoc were better or better than Megadeth ever was. Change my mind. <laughs> Megadeth has like 0.5 good albums. Changed my mind. <laughs> I won't argue that. Um, that actually, when uh, we one of, one of these days, I have a I have a friend who's like knows thrash metal way better than he should. And no, one, we, one of these days we will we'll have to get him on here to debate. We will uh, do a Megadeth. We will do a thrash cast uh, with the thrash aficionados because I don't know. I really don't know if we can take much under the aficionado card. Other than maybe Prague, but even then, I feel like we're kind of out of the loop. We're yeah, no, we're definitely we're jack of all trades. Yeah, we're over when it comes to metal. Um, that's okay. Um, Speaking speak- of jack of all trades, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. All right, what do you got? Um, I was gonna say together to the stars. All right. Actually, Igor, I- Igor's the better transition. Yeah. Speaking of something completely out there and not metal, um. So yeah, the Seagull album's really underwhelming. It's just so. I wanted I wanted Savage Sinusoid too, and we got the farthest thing from that. Like the metals turned up on this album, the the, the cheese is turned up on this album. Even the even the Middle Eastern, um, like thema- thematics on the record, I feel like are a little much and kind of a little campy. Um, but the thing that I think is most disappointing about this whole album is that, like, the actual, there's, there's one actual breakcore song, and it's very noise, and that song is less than two, two of a, of a 55 minute record. Two minutes is, like, real breakcore. I feel like this album doesn't really have any highlights. Like, Savage Sinusoid, it was a little on the longer side, but, like, basically every track had a really memorable moment. In this record, like, looking back, I can't think of a single melody except for the Corpse Grinder feature, which is, like, arguably the worst moment on the record. The back half has more of what I wanted Igor to become, but it's still not there. It, it's, 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 it's Yeah, no, I there. agree. And I, I don't know. I feel like if I listened to this album a bunch, I'd probably enjoy I it a little more. Lot, and I mean, it does have bangers, the problem, but... The problem is, is... It's been revered because I think it became more metal. And everyone was like, oh, bro, look at this ex- weird experimental metal thing. We gotta rate this highly because it's so freaking out there. Operatic vocals. Well, I think it came more revealed because c- it was on well, Metal Blade. No, but, but, Savage, so but Savage Sinusoid was on Metal Blade. What? Really? Yes! Yes! No way. I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. That's the weird thing. Is they, th- they got cleaner with age. Igor got cleaner with, with uh, maturity. Oh my god, it, it was sucks. on Metal Blade. What? Mm-hmm. No, seriously. It like the transition. 
you said it yourself, like, eight months ago, and you were like, they needed to put out an album, and they were like, you need to make it twice as long because money. (laughs) Did I say that? I don't know. You did say that. And, I mean, like, it's not far from the truth, because there are seven-minute tracks on this release where Igor has never branched that far into the... Like, let's be honest. I love Igor, but that music does not stretch that far. It, it shouldn't. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, and, like, I feel like if they took the best ideas from all of these tracks and just condensed it into, like, a 25-minute record, it'd be really good. Because there are moments mm-hmm. of, of brilliance here. Like, there are memorable um, parts. Like, it sounds good. Performances are good. And a lot of the songs are good. It's just, it, it's it's way too long for its own good. Like, I don't want to listen to an hour of variations of, like, wacky metal breakcore, except done strictly yeah. worse than their previous two efforts. So, we love you, Igor, but dial it back a little bit. Yeah. And this is, like, I don't know, maybe if they had, like, a grand statement of, oh, this is going to be, like, a big double album feature thing. But no, it's just a standard release. And with that standard release, it's just underwhelming. Never signed a Metal Blade, kids. Never signed a Metal Blade. They'll push that two-year contract into the goddamn grave. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, um... To your contracts into the grave. I'm trying to think of any I mean, of these idols. That... Well, I don't know. But let's talk about idols. Now that you've brought it up, I re-listened to this one too. And you know what? I have I have a hot take. I have a reduction of our old take that I'd like to put out. Sure. I think the singles ruin this album, and I'll give you a reason why. And I'll give you a reason why. I don't think the overall song quality is bad. I actually think it's pretty good. I re-listened to tracks like Model Village, and I was like, you know what? If, yeah. this, if this wasn't a single, I'd be like, okay, yeah, like, I'm impressed. Because, like, that's how I felt with War. Like, when, when you go right into this album and War's the first track, you're like, where'd this come from, Idols? Like, this is what I <laughs> want my Idols to be. Even, like, Anxiety, same thing. Um, like carcinogenic the 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 closing track these are actual idols tunes that are bogged down because of singles like a hymn you know model village mr motivator and we stand ground so that's fine but like well okay i i i i I, I, let me uh let me let me articulate this in a i think a a way that makes a little more sense i think this record is pretty solid but it's a series of like expectations overshadowing the work. Cause yeah. like with, with brutalism and with um, mother heckin joy, gosh, an joy is an act is resistance. Like those records stand immensely tall on their own for, for a lot of different reasons. This record, I feel like if you just go into this with no expectations, it's pretty solid, energetic pop punk with a very direct message. But with like, with the weight of the previous idols records and all that thematic heft, it just doesn't, live up to those expectations no, you know i still can't because yeah, i like i even like i like model no, I, I think it rips i like mr motivator i think it rips like i think there are two there's one bad song in this record and one mess song in this record and if you take those out it's like a hard seven yeah, yeah no i agree and like i mean uh, honestly watching the um interviews and reading stuff about excuse me <laughs> <laughs> the record um you know the the band they're not dumb and watching the guitarist and like lead songwriter talk about like you know it was very hard for them 
to he said like he was constantly fighting back and saying all right this we're gonna make this record as direct as possible and it's gonna be cringy it's not gonna have the depth of our previous works but that's the point and like with that in mind i think works quite well yeah and uh it it took that context for me to sort of enjoy no i i completely agree it's some of these tracks like even like rains which is like a really straightforward like the problem Pulling my like it's red, the most direct track on the record. It, like it, it has it, like three lines of actual words. Pulling my but like it, <laughs> like it, it rips. It, that chorus it, it goes aids. so hard. Yeah, no, Joe Talbot's like you know the signature like Cockney, um, like yeah. punk gruff. But like it, it it works so well, and this whole record does honestly yeah. work quite well. It is just a shame. And if him had a better climax, if him had a climax, <laughs> yeah, if him had a climax and Natouche Palmois was just like not cringe, yeah. the record would be great. Yeah. Honestly, though, like I, I know I said it before, but I would go ham to. Oh yeah, no, without live. a doubt. I mean, I I fully expect to go nuts to like Mata Village in the pit. Like, yeah, like <laughs> as much as I yeah. should. Or even Mr. Motivator. Yeah. You can't do it. <laughs> like, imagine screaming that. Yeah. Like, in a pit. Probably awesome. All right. Yes, you can. Moving on a little bit. What do we got? We want to jump to something completely different or stay within the same vein, which we can't really do. So, let's get all the non-metal out of the way. 100 Gex and the Tree Clues. This album is really weird because this album simultaneously fulfills a lot of what I'd want a Gex remix album to be. Yes. Well, not being what I want Gex to remix. No, I don't want this album. I don't. I it's not necessary. Like I want yeah, I, agree. I want original Gex bangers. And frankly, hearing each one of these tracks twice gets boring. It it does. No, I agree. Like, part of the brilliance of 1000 Gex is it's 19 minutes, and every minute counts, and all the tracks mm-hmm. are perfect. They're, they're like, delectable slices of hyperpop that function perfectly in context. And so, when you take that, like, because all these songs are, like, a minute and a half. So, when you take that context and play them twice and have one version just be strictly worse, because yeah. that's just the way remix covers work... It really just, it almost explodes, exposes certain flaws in the original songwriting that you just never would have seen. And, like, there are bangers here. Like, I love the Fall Out Boy remix, like, the Ringtone remix, like, the Black Dresses remix. Like, they're all good. They're just, it, it feels so unnecessary and so padded. Like, this really it's feels... It's also... I'm going to burp, sorry. To interrupt as you burp, it's so jarring to hear these songs out of context and in their... And, it like, hearing... Oh, hearing I fully agree. Even hearing, like ringtone so far early in the track list i'm like this is wrong like i think i might have scored this album yeah. a little higher if they even just put it in order honestly i kind of if they even if they put it in order i think i might have enjoyed it a little well, more. to, fin- to on, finish I- my sorry i'm gonna interrupt you again yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> to finish no, no, my point i just say like like this record I know we're we're talking about the failures of late stage capitalism in the music industry a lot here in this show. Like this, this record feels like a money grab. Like it uh, obviously hundred decks were way, way, way bigger than anyone expected them to be. And it seems like they, they also happen to collaborate well and have a lot of good friends. And personally, I'd rather see them just like, 
I don't know, release this on SoundCloud or release this as a bunch of singles because it doesn't deserve to be an album. Like part of what, yeah. what makes 1000 Gex so great is how succinct of a statement it is. And so pulling all these songs out of context and just throwing on big names because they can, it, it lacks a punch and it feels very corporate for lack of a better term. You're not, you're not health. You haven't been in the game for 20 plus years in order to warrant something like this. Yeah, like... The 1000 Gex came out of nowhere and it was awesome. And so many people that never would have listened to the music love it like us. And so to just sort of ride that momentum with what seems like a blatant cash grab, it kind of hurts. But at the same time, like these original songs are so good. They function so well that even I don't actually know about that, but different, different, different conversation. Wait, you don't don't think 1000 Gex is a good album? Oh, no, I thought you meant... No, I'm sorry. I thought you meant the originals on this record. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I meant the originals the from the... the ori- gotcha. Sorry, the original songs from 1000 Gex are so unbelievably solid and yes. are so perfect that it almost feels like bad for them to like spit in the legacy like less than a year after it comes mm. out. It does. It's just this. This album is very unwarranted. Like, yeah. like release these on SoundCloud or on YouTube or whatever. I don't want to hear a full major legal release as the follow up to One Thousand Gex, which is you know the best album of the past thirty years. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's too much to say else because like we've said it. These songs are good. They're performed well by everyone on there. There's not. I don't think there's a real bad remix here. Yeah, I don't really like the stupid ho- the um the first stupid horse remix, but um I gotta see who did that. I don't even know. It, oh, um, oh, 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 is that the uh, is that the is that the foreign guy, like the hype yeah. guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I get I get a laugh out of that every time I hear it. No, I mean, look, it, it's great because the song's great, but it's not it's not warranted. Yeah, like the whole thing isn't warranted. Uh, and by the way, these songs aren't originals. There are these are they're yeah. just they're just repackaging old content. Sure. I also it's cool to see the uh, the the uh, fish center uh, versions on mm-hmm. the record because sure. for whatever reason like they work so well. Uh, <laughs> oh the yeah, li- like the Gex live recordings are great. I agree. Um, but yeah, so Tree of Clues, we just kind of wish it didn't exist, but it's not bad. Uh, what we don't think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think any of these other records we're going to talk about are necessarily bad except for one. Alright, let's get that one out of the way. Well, I fucking hate this Turia album, dude. I'm sorry. Dude, what? I can't get behind Degen Van Leaked. There is two dude. songs. No, two and a half. You have Marode, you have Ossifrage, and Storm needs to be longer. And that's it. Because the title track does nothing. Um, there are two fucking interludes which have no place on the record, and Matt Stervin Bebowit is forgettable. I'm not changing you know, my I'm opinion. Just, I'm I was, not changing my I was just gonna that. say because I mean, spoiler alert for later in the convos. When Stereo Gums the Black Market puts an album in their top ten, we gotta bow down, and they put Terry in the. I'm top not 10. bowing down, and I can't. 
to this record. Dude, I re-listened to this album and it was way, 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 no. way better than I remembered. No. It's a it's a it's a comprehensive atmospheric black metal experience that touches upon all of the elements of the genre I want to hear. It's spooky, it's aggressive, it's calm, it's melodic, it's foreboding, it's ethereal, and it's gorgeous. It no. flows beautifully and it captures the the absolute romantic sublimity of atmospheric black metal. Look, man. Maybe that's all good and well. But there comes a point when songwriting is important. And when you're not when you're not Paysage Diver, when you're Turia, who who put out Dead Condor and De Ord with Louis Durars, like I expect there to be good, rememberable melodic chops. I don't remember any of the melodies on this record other than on Maroon. And that one's just unforgettable. I, I just... I'm throwing I, my hands up. I, I can't. I can't. They're so forgettable. Nothing happens with the tracks. Nothing. They don't, they don't even build. The climaxes are a, a stop and a continue. With, like, a, a different lead line. Like, that's not... That's not it for me. You need to explode to be a real climax. Or at least, you need to be more intense than you were. And Turia does not do that. They keep that... I mean, I, I think I think, I think think you're expecting different things out of this project. Like, this album... This album, it, it's like a river. See what I did there? Like, it's all about the flow more than anything else. And from start to finish, it's... It's an orgasmic experience that really captures, like, the best of the genre. I'm going to go through and go to my Turia review, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read, read some parts of it, but I still think hold pretty true to, to this day. Um, because... It not also, it sounds right, While not completely deserting their sound, it seems like they're diving headfirst into soupy, soup, the soupy, swirling trance music that bands like Mazarthum kill all while replacing synthesizers with monotonous guitar loops. The first two real songs are bangers. The rest fall behind excuse me, the rest fall beneath the reverb to just be forgotten until the next good black metal album rolls around. Now it's a little harsh. I will say this album's a tiny bit better than I gave it credit for. But like seriously, I don't think the early cut or the mid cuts on this record Warrant their length. Met Starvin, Bebelet, and the title track don't deserve the length. Storm deserves more time in the sun, and frankly, so does Marode. And I, 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 Man, I, I think, I think they're great. I think, I think the whole album, like, I think the two tracks that you don't really like, you know, off oh, sure they're they're simple in scope, but they they take one melodic idea and just stretch it across nine minutes in a really clever way that doesn't right. feel forced. Well, fine. If I can't excuse that, I can absolutely dig on the interlude. And this album's 45 minutes, and it's not hard to get through. It's it's an easy listen. I don't think you need the interludes there. I don't. I think well, they work well, actually. Adam hates interludes and intro tracks. <laughs> Well, look, these aren't okay. If, look, Adam, if these were piano interludes, I'd be like, I rate them, right? But they're not. They're guitar feedback interludes that flow perfectly into the next song. So I can't. Then fault why that. don't why then why don't they make one song for streaming purposes? 
Okay, but I don't excuse that. You gotta have well, some no, balls. No, not, not actually, but I mean, because if you want to listen to them out of context... It... No, I agree. Um, I, th- I think this is a good use of Zipping and Weeds, especially in black metal, because I was expecting, like, and, like, it also breaks up the track list in a clever way. Uh, I'm not a fan of Degan Van... Well, alright. I won't say I'm not a fan, but this is not what I wanted out of the Turia album, and... Maybe I'm I'm a Fluey Starage stand now. I said it. That's it. Which shirt should I wear? Fluey Starage or Deteria for today? Or Deteria for today. No, I don't know. Um, I expected too much from Dayord, I think. I, I didn't get what I wanted after Dayord came out. Um, because they, they changed up their sound. And while that might not be a bad thing, it might be a good thing, it didn't vibe with me. Maybe I still need to give this album more time nine months after it was released, but I don't think so. Bro, the baby changed up his flow. I like this album. Do you know what post-black metal album I'm not a huge fan of, though? That Together to the Spars album? Yeah. I will also say that I wouldn't say I'm not a fan, but I will not listen to this over and oblivion above any day of the week. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to those, those tracks so much higher than these ones. Not that there's anything wrong with these, and the singles are great. Respire and Wither are bangers, um, and the last track, Endeavor, also stunning. Um, Bioluminescence is just too cringe to like ignore, and through like that, it just throws you for such a loop. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, as a as a post hardcore scream apologist, <laughs> even uh, even this is a little yeah, much. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little. And uh, I will say though, like I mean, like you said, the the two the the like there are like three or four amazing songs here. I just wish the whole thing was that good. Like this album's probably like a three out of five. Yeah, like using the AMG scale three point yeah. yeah. I, I would agree with that. Oh, it's like a say. It's not bad. It's 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 honestly quite good. And if you if you cut the filler and replace them with like str- some stronger tunes, it'd be great. And it it still has like the melodic core that made uh their first record so enticing. Yeah. I do think I do think though that um the length on the on those tracks helped, and they're not too too different than here. But like I do kind of wish that there were some more ten minute tracks in this one because like Wither has an awesome build. And you know it, it's reflective of those first couple of tracks mm-hmm. on um on an Oblivion Above. Yeah, I mean from last year. I don't know. I think some of that like this album's very different than Oblivion Above. It's much, much, much more yeah. uh, screamo influenced and sort of leaning into the the shorter songwriting oh, yeah. without style of a songcraft, which is fine. It's just not what I prefer when it comes to black gaze because you know I'm a metal kid. Certainly. Yeah. Exactly. That that's what it comes down to. Like, I think the Screamo and the Postcard Kids, they might love this record a lot more than an Oblivion Above. But for for us, for us, Metal Brotherhood, we have <laughs> a, a, a very clear preference. Hell, it's it way is, better than the Unrequited um, record. That is true. T- Together to the Stars is still one of the best Black Gaze acts out there, and definitely one that people should know about, including with this record. And they're completely independent still. So, like, they need all the love they can get. Is this a? Does this record also have drum machines? Or, or? Uh, no, but I don't think the first one did either. 
No, the first record is, has drum machines. It is drum machines. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I uh, would program drums. I should say they didn't change, so I would say that probably it is still drum machine. Well, in that case, these are some phenomenally programmed drums. They do sound a lot better than that first. Yeah, record. like honestly, the snare tone is like the one complaint I have with their first record. Yeah, it's it is very bouncy, very bong, <laughs> very right. triggered. Yeah, very triggered. Um. Anyway, speaking, speaking of getting of triggered, long form, speaking of no, <laughs> speaking of long form music, Elder. I, I, I think I like this album too. I think you're I think you're a little harsh on it. I think I was a little harsh on it as well, but I still think that, wow, it's a step down from Gold and Silver Sessions and Reflection. I agree. Well, it's just very different. Like, I don't know. I was, I was they, uh, they they picked up a fourth member and made a very clear shift towards, like, writing alt-rock hooks. And, yeah, I mean, as someone who has, like, literally a lore tattoo, <laughs> like, <laughs> like what, what makes, um, you know, those previous, excuse me, I'm going to burp. Should not have downed. Okay. Oh gosh. Uh, oh gosh. Um. What made those records so engaging were their long form songwriting and really expansive use of space and time and I guess just sort of um the the vastness of the mix. Yeah. Sorry. And oh, the, like the, the, those albums the, capture like the absolute you know high of a perfect jam sesh. You know, despite being tightly oh, yeah. composed, you get the feeling that, like, the musicians are bouncing off each other through a combination of, like, tight chemistry and artistic ingenuity and making something truly phenomenal, complete with climaxes, solos, hooks, everything in between. And they're instrumental. In, in scope. By the way, by the way, I think Golden Silver Sessions might be at least my favorite Elder album. I'm a lore stan. I don't know. Dude, I mean... Golden Silver Sessions is stunning. Anyway. I mean, well, well, it's it's sort of telling that in Golden Silver Sessions, there it's instrumental, <laughs> because I yeah. mean, in this uh, this album, for better or for worse, Elder made the decision to really focus on the vocals as a primary instrument and to write clearer songs with them. Because like, if you if you just cut the vocals out of this album, it's still like it's phenomenal. Instrumentals are complex. Sure, it's a little more straightforward, but it still has climaxes, solos, great jam sessions, riffs mm. for days, psych for days, prog for days. It's great. It's really good, but. And the vocals themselves really aren't bad. Like the the melodies are super well written. It's just something about like the shitty Aussie impression just kills me. It's so weird the way Elder has transitioned their vocal. It's so weird. I, I don't know what they're doing, but I don't know. I think it's fine. I think the vocals on this album aren't the worst. Um, they're definitely not. Well, the, okay, they absolutely are the worst aspect of the band, but they're not bad. Yeah, like I feel like if these vocals were on top of literally any other instrument instrumentation, I just I'd shut it off. But uh, oh yeah, I mean, Elder. At the end of the day, Elder are phenomenal at writing songs, and this record mm-hmm. is immaculately composed and performed. It's just something something feels off. It's not as expansive as their previous work. Like I can still yeah. think of like moments from the previous records that just stick out as like. I don't know, imme- immense, massive sonic pieces like Sanctuary. Like I still, I still oh. think of that that climax to this day. And uh, 
uh, or like you know illusory motion, like do 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 do, and uh, mm-hmm. Owens doesn't have as many of those. For I me. think you get them. You get them when you're listening to it, but not after. Like, because there are some yeah. awesome moments. Like the climax of Halicon is, or uh, Halcyon is really good. Um, oh yeah, totally. Or like, yeah, or, or the uh, I mean, I love in procession, love in like this whole this record's really solid. Like, I it sort of kills me that I don't like it more. Yeah, it's just a little forgettable, is I think what it comes down to. Um, it doesn't have the greatness that previous elder records have had, but that's all right. The grandeur, if the grandeur. You will. And the only one that we have left is in the same variety, but a little different. Yeah, I mean, I don't like Paul Bear, and Forgotten Days is a... We we probably... <laughs> we talked about this a little before, because we started this podcast around the time that this album came out. And, I don't know, there's some great tracks here. Like, seriously, Paul Bear continues to be a band that just has some songs that just, oh man, they work so much, and others that just, they just get swept behind and just never come back. Yeah, no, like... I feel like Riverbed sucks, whereas like a song like Silver Wings is like the best thing the band's Seriously. ever written. And I, you know, I appreciate that they're willing to switch up their sound and go for more. Like normally, when a band says, "Well, this is our most straightforward yet heavy release yet," <laughs> um, it's it's easily their worst work. Yeah. Like that that is a career killer in so many, um, so many lights. But for for Paul Bear Works, I honestly think this record is better than Heartless because I just don't like Heartless. Wow, that's bold. I don't know if I'd go that far. Well, I don't like Heartless. I don't. I, I just don't like Paul Bear in general. Like, I don't know why. I really should. But uh, the vocals that probably kill you. Not even like I don't mind. Like this is good Aussie Aussie worship, and it's competent instrumentation. They're good at so- songwriters. I don't know something about like prog psych bluesy doom just doesn't do it for me. But uh, I don't know. This record's just a little forgettable. Like it's not bad. It reviewed well. It did well. A lot of people like it. I like a lot of the songs, but I just I I, I do think that the forgetfulness is definitely something that um, works. I think you could put. I I think you could easily throw Silver Wings or like Caledonia into our best songs of the year because like those those songs just have such great moments of you know absolutely expansive songwriting and amazing climaxes this band is a long songs band and that's you know that's why the back half of heartless is so strong that's why the long songs on here are so but like everything under seven minutes is just like okay like this is fine (laughs) this is fine doom metal not gonna remember it tomorrow um and i think i think that that holds true for most of paul bear's work is unless unless they're topping and I think it is that like six like I think it is seven minute mark because like I don't know I'm going through Heartless and like Lie Survival super emotive crap, <laughs> dancing in madness you know Cruel Road Heartless a plea of understanding like those songs are draining for into- survival <laughs> it's so sad and Silver Wings and Caledonia on this record are just heartbreaking but that's it. Just those ones, not no more. And yeah, no, I agree. That's that's unfortunately the issue with the Paul Bear record that I can see. And um, I mean, I don't know. It sucks because like this. Re- I feel like like all these records are good in a lot of ways. They're just not as great as they should be. 
that or yeah. like i mean the bar just keep continues to, to rise like i mean if you look at our list like we have 40 records and i'd say all of them are better than these and they i don't know <laughs> like these are all great yeah. records from bands that we like so it's hard because i really wanted to like that together to the stars album and i really wanted to like that hurry like love those turry out love that turry album love that together to the stars album even i wanted to like the havoc havoc album I, yeah and like they're they all have great moments and like i've listened to them a fair amount but uh so i don't know yeah, it's just, just some, uh, something unfor, something forgettable about them, or unforgettable about those other projects. And that's actually, you know what we should talk about, and that's not on our list, but we should mention, is Bellwitch. Yeah. Because I think Bellwitch has a really nice example of this. Because, like, in the unpublished world of PM Metal Guide, in the far-off days of a Wix site gone awry, there is a list of the <laughs> best albums of 2017... And Bellwitch's Mirror Reaper is number one, and I would arguably still hold that slot. Actually, I found I found our ancient podcast where we talk about our albums of 2017, and it is really it's bad. Horrible. It's really I, bad. I believe it. I mean, if if, um, this, if you guys think if you guys think our our levels of articulation are bad now, oh man. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but I think that the collaboration <coughs> with Aerial Ruin is great, because they've done it so many times before, it's not like they're doing anything new, but they're focusing so much on the, um, like, the ambient folk, that the funeral doom just gets lost a lot of the time, and we're metalheads, so we're gonna prefer that funeral doom sound, whereas someone like my RYM indie friend would be like, <laughs> oh, this, this is a great folk album, there's some awesome folk moments on here, um, but, you know, we're going to trash on it because of that. So, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about the Bellwitch record, but um, I think that it's hard It's hard to top what we consider a masterpiece. Like, do you think ten years down the line, or not ten years, like three years down the line when the new Ulcerate album comes out, like, are we going to think of it the same? Are we going to have it hold such a similar vein of grandeur? Well, no, I mean, that's a, that's a really good good point because especially like with the list of of you know disappointments how much of that is like bias because the first works we heard with no these artists seriously are great it's it's all 90 percent of that is expectation totally because like literally all these releases that we are sort of disappointed with have previous albums that we love like for igor savage sinusoid was was instrumental when it came to delving into weirder metal uh, together the stars we we banged like i, I listened on like 30 times at in 2019 their previous work um mm. idols joys and active resistance is like one of my favorite punk records ever um same thing with havoc's conformicide same thing with um elder and even with paul bear to a lesser extent like all these records we we had expectations for whereas i feel like if we just went into them we'd probably enjoy them a lot more yeah i can agree with that uh, as far as the Bellwitch um, thing goes, I will say, I mean, I think 90% of people will say, you know, So Below is the better side of Mirror Reaper. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, searching for the light. <laughs> um, Eric. And then as we Eric. as we go towards the uh, the end of that song with the boot, like, I don't know. But what, make, what makes Mirror Reaper so great and, like, all Bellwitch's work is, like, the contrast. 
And uh, I, st- I will say, I think this all, I, I think the uh, Ariel Ruin Bellwitch split or Stygian bow goes a little too, too hard to the folk. But I mean, it's still really good. I think it still makes our list, and that says something. Remember when I, I think we literally missed Bellwitch five times. What do you mean? Like, oh, oh, god, oh yeah, no, like we, it's stupid. It's this stupid a... the amount of times we have missed Bellwitch playing in Boston. Yeah, no, that's that is something that needs to be rectified. Come, yeah, remember when they played with Primitive Man? Jesus, I remember. I want. Yeah, be... no, they played with Primitive Man. Then they played with Yob. Then yep. they played with like Sleep. Maybe I don't remember. I, don't I definitely know. remember. Some... I definitely remember Yob and Primitive Man. And I think there was one more, and we were like, "Oh, we're not gonna go to that." I think it was, well, I think, I think there was, like, some weird opening band, or, like, a, an opening band that we were, like, I know, I think they were, I think they were opening for, like, a band we weren't a huge fan of. That's though. what I, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> Adam's like, we gotta find out. I, I gotta find out. I'm going at set list. And, of course, every time they play, you know, only the best song of the past ten years, Mirror Reaper. <laughs> Gallows Hung. We love Bellwitch. We mean no harm against Bellwitch. Um, we just think that Stygian Bow is a little less of what we want in our Bellwitch. But I mean, it's it's still made our top 40 in a year where there was fierce competition, so. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I mean, do you have anything else you want to say on this subject? I don't really have too, too many. Um, I don't think I have any other personal topics. Like, albums that I kind of just didn't like. Well, not didn't like. I didn't like a lot of albums this year, but I don't know if there's any ones that really... No, uh, we should touch on Sumac. Okay, but... Alright, fine. You can read the Sumac review, where I actually think I did a decent job going into why I was disappointed with that record. But, we can talk about it. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. Sumac, Sumac or Sumac the Great, like... Aaron Turner, Brian Bell, and Baptist Bro can do no wrong. Brian Yakishin. I think it's Yakishin. That's a cool last name. I've read But uh, I don't know. So, like, what, something that, that makes, uh, especially. Um, gosh, why am, I, why am I having trouble? Love and Shadow. So compelling is how within, like, these ridiculous jam sessions with very little direction, they're just these nuggets of incredibly potent melody or potent riff writing that yeah. sort of pierce through the, the blackness. And uh, this record has that, but it feels a little meandery. We're talking about uh, May You Be Held, by the way. Dude, I honestly think if Two Beasts was on Two May Beasts You Be Held, so I would good. Yeah. It's crazy the way that works because, like, I don't know. I think that the like the title track. Honestly, all the songs in that record are pretty good. Like the Iron Chair is an awesome single. Um, May you be held is just as expansive as um, Consumption. I think is the name of the track. Is the fourth track um, is also awesome. I, I don't think Consumption's the correct name, but it's the name is escaping me. Uh, the last track. As an instrumental track is kind of interesting, but I also just wish that those two, the Iron Chair and that last track, were longer. I mean, you're Sumac. Like I, I expect. Well, I mean, I, they're also in between twenty minute long songs. But Love and Shadow was like, was all that. 
Well, I so not to sorry, hate. I, I had to remind myself what all the songs it's, sound like. Has been a little bit since it's, I listened it's to it. consumed, not consumption. It's the it's but. Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll re- rephrase this. Like when I think of like the the most memorable moments. Um, from Love and Shadow, it's like it's like the stunning guitar, um, like clean melodies that poke out of the darkness. Mm-hmm. Like in Addis Blade, we get the the gorgeous like jazz part, and uh, it's the same thing with basically every track on this record. And this record, instead of in sorry, this record, I, I'm I am being very confusing. Um, May you be held uses moments of like harsh noise to punctuate that darkness, yeah. and it's effective. But it doesn't really embody that like gorgeous duality that I love about Sumac. Mm. Not yeah, I I agree, um, and I think that this is not a bad record by any means. I'd still probably rate it like an eight because I I just don't think Aaron Turner can do any wrong. Um, well, I will say that, but I don't think Sumac can do any wrong, uh, and I think that amongst all their projects, I don't think it's their worst. That's hard to say, because um, I have a personal favoritism of what one becomes, just because I've grinded that album to literal death. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's yeah, a little disappointing, yep. but still great. And I mean, I think I think I think that's it. I th- I I I think. Yeah, no, I mean, I have a. We should totally talk about the stereo gum list because this is like this is the holy grail of lists. All right, we can talk about this. We can, uh, why not? Let's throw it on there. I'll, I'll I'll send you. Ooh, they just dropped their best hardcore albums of twenty twenty. Will impenetrable Sorry, I, will impenetrable cerebral fortress be on that list? The I mean, it's too mainstream, honestly. I don't know. Ronzi Pazuzu's on nuclear blast. I mean, actually, to be, I was honest. So, I guess we'll we'll start. I'll start off by saying I was uh, surprised by how like mainstream this list are. This list is normally, Starium tries to pick um like more underground albums because they just sort of see like the larger releases is obvious. Because obviously, there's so much yeah. great like more popular underground metal, and that's what we focus on too. But their list features Aranzi Pazuzu, uh, Trillium, Ulcerate. Kralis, Defeated Sanity, Havakrunu, Kataria. Katera, Kataria. yes! Mm, number Spectral four. Lord, Mare Cognitum, and Eternal Champion. And That's such a meme. That's such, I'm sorry, such a meme. Oh no, it's hysterical, it's hysterical. Well, it's funny because, you know, last, I, I think um, it was the black market for November, October, I don't know, they all blur together. Um, Arian Levier was like, I'm calling it now. This is the album of the year. And lo and behold, it was their album of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I need to listen to it more because, like, I, I know I say it sort of as a meme, but, like, Stereogum's word really is a lot. Like, these guys, like, the black market dudes just know everything there is to know about modern underground metal. And they, they put it so articulately. And, like, we found out that basically every band we listen to nowadays because it's, of them. It's so. it's so strange to see all of these records in my knowing because like what was was necromantic ritual the uh the best album from last year yeah yeah haunter was number one last year who i know who. yeah i I remember uh reading i remember reading the staring list in the cafeteria at my school last year just like shitting myself like i don't know any of these records no seriously like immortal was number three and 
I knew nothing no, else. Uh, last year I had a pregnant light. I think Immortal was 20. Oh, no. No, Immortal was last year. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow, I feel old. Did Mighty Re No, Immortal's 2018. Wait, no. Immortal's Immortal 2018. No, I think you're right. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So strange, Immortal number three. But yes, no, you're right. Uh, a pregnant light. Was yeah, and there. I and normally we sort of see it like they also they they highlighted like lo what's that Greek band Locust Leaves or something? Yeah, like Locust they had like they yeah. normally have like ridiculously weird stuff like that on the top. So it's cool to see them sort of like pick almost identical choices to us. No, it is, and and we've talked about every album here except. For defeated sanity, um, the defeated sanity record, which is a good record, by the way, very strange tech death album, but very good. Yeah, I don't know if it's better than all three. It's, but... it's almost sort of like vindicating in a sense, where, like you know, when you work so hard to like keep your pulse on the underground and tra track objectively mm -hmm. the best records of the year, and then see like the best metal publication mirror that own list. It's very, it's very, it feels good. Yeah, there is there is a level of catharsis that you can get by being like, okay, now I'm in the know, because I know all of these albums that these people who are actually in the know know. And uh, it's cool seeing their justifications too, because like, it's always nice when they put something that like I, I could never really articulate into a very clean terms. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I mean this is a great list. They provide great, great reasonings. I mean, I gotta listen to Eternal Champion more because, like I said, the word is law. But uh, something tells me I just don't like trad metal. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there, you know, there's something to say that there's about one, two, three. It's half black metal and half death metal on this list. You know, and then there's the no trad metal record, and, and and then the trad metal record in number one. You know, there's there's that's it. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, we're already, we already like all of this, except for that. So, it's going to be interesting. I gotta, to I gotta rip David Sandy a few more times, because, I mean, I'm sure I'd like it. First song in that album so weird. <laughs> it's just like, like, I, I don't know, it's it's two minutes, but if you just, like, yoss it on, it's the most interesting two minutes of tech death I've ever heard, because it's just unlike any other metal I've ever heard in my life. Like, I don't know if you're listening. I think I, I'm looking at Sam's face right now, and he's listening to it. <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's funny. What the heck? No, right? They started off an album with with that. Wow. Well, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm intrigued. It's yeah. Oh my. Um, this album's really good, but gosh, I was gonna I, I was gonna say something too, like something very poignant that tied this all together. No. Gone. It's gosh, what that is such a bizarre, bizarre way yeah. to start the album. What, what in the heck? The German boys know what's up, dude. Oh, 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 I was gonna say, um, gosh, so obviously, we talk about AMG or Angry Metal Guy a bunch, which is sort of like the largest metal blog for a number of reasons because they cover everything and you know they're very mm -hmm. prolific, but um, I think it's funny because. A lot of records on this list have like 2.5s on AMG. And that's yep. every single year. Every single year you see a disparity between like the, the reviews that these guys give and like sort of the Brooklyn blogosphere gives like Invisible Oranges and CS and the reviews at AMG, which is very interesting because it's definitely definitely shows a difference in priorities. Like I know for a Certainly. fact um, Stereogum and no, Jesus Christ. Stereo see like 
No, go. Um, AMG gave Turia 2.5. AMG gave Eternal Champion a 3. AMG gave um, Mother Heckin defeated Sandia 2. Like, they just value very, very different things in their underground metal, and it's interesting to see that. Glorious Depravity just got a... The other day got a 2.5. Yeah, and that's like something that, I mean, I'm sure we'd give like a 4, realistically. Yeah. It's it's bizarre, it's, and I guess it's 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 cool because you know AMG is made up of just metal fans who just happen to write for fun, whereas these guys are metal journalists. So we get sort of like the popular versus the critical um, analysis, and it's it's very very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, it sort of like calls to attention the you know the frivolity of of all this thing and like how it's all sort of pointless that we should stop trying to quantify these things and I don't know su- subjectivity objectivity all that fun stuff. Bah, bah. No, no, no. <laughs> but at the same time, like, is come on, all straight should be number one here. But you really can't get mad at the order of these lists because, like, no, order doesn't matter. Because, like, on a, like we 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 debated for like half of that podcast, or like the first quarter was just us arguing at like the top five. So, like, there's a yeah. there's always an argument to be made for each and every you know part of that list. Yeah, and we're all we're all gonna value very different things in metal. Like I, I, I think we talk about this every time. But being prog heads, we value songwriting and like the ability to translate technical chops into like climaxes. Yeah. And uh, that's a you know that's very different from someone who likes trad metal or got into metal with Judas Priest or whatnot. Right. But uh, alas, uh, definitely check out the Stereogum list. It is it is definitely the definitive metal list for the year. I'm excited to see Heavy Blogs too, because Heavy Blog always nails it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, but with that, news time? News time. I actually I, I we're going in raw this week. I got so. I got some news. First of all, have you heard the new Sewing single? It's so much better. It's so than much antagonist. better. It doesn't I think it's still a little weak, but it is miles better than Antagonist miles like there's yeah, there is energy in the performance you can feel like the shift of like actually putting a fucking foot down and <laughs> um but i i just wanted to mention that um hella quick no i i agree it's important to to mention i like is it just me or is this this like an industry plant what? like this I so no album because really like the past two Sewn albums, at least the singles, like just judging from those, were so much stronger than these. It's weird. We're off to see. We're gonna have an antagonist cast, I'm sure, because we're not gonna do that in January. So, <laughs> prep. Now we got we got hey, we, we got we got, we got topics, some spicy but, topics um, lined up. You will definitely hear about Sewn in the coming weeks. Um, so try. Gosh, I I. You know, sorry, no, you, before we move on, I love Soan. I hate that they release all their albums in January. Yeah, me too. Like, January is literally just the worst time to release music. So... As some as as two individuals who released our first official album in January. <laughs> sorry, you can go ahead. No. So, there's an update about our friend Trapped. <laughs> oh, not Fear Factory? Not Fear Factory, Trapped. Chris, what the heck? Chris Taylor got fired from Trapped, but he didn't actually. What? A fake statement was put out 
by someone impersonating the guitarist's Twitter. What? <laughs> Saying that the trap vocalist had been kicked out of the band, but he had not been. Damn it. What the heck? I thought he was gone. Yeah, me too. But nope. Um, Amaruth Rundle and Dao EP. Nondesuka. It's coming out soon. Um, the Helm of Sorrow. Oh, yeah. Um, the new. It's, yeah, it just seems like it's B sides. It, it is B sides. The new. I mean, the single's good though. The yeah, it's it's Emruth Rundle and Thou, dude. They can do no wrong. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, interesting. Definitely good. We should talk about Cyberpunk and how wow that soundtrack's great. Yeah, no, it's really solid. I actually, I, I wasn't planning on playing Cyberpunk. For a number of reasons, but I don't really like to buy into video game hype cycles. And then one of my friends just sent me a pirated copy of the game, and so I played a few hours of it. And uh, I'm sure that eh. I'm sure there's a lot of issues. Yeah, it's a great game, just with a lot of bug issues. It's not an RPG; it's it's more of an action adventure yeah. game with like minimal choice, mm-hmm. which is fine. But uh, yeah, that soundtrack. Oh yeah, oh yeah, all all of the songs I was into. Um, yeah, it's it's really solid. Like I, one of the like, I shows the street kid backstory, and <laughs> there's a, a mission where you're like driving through a car, and like it's supposed to be like badass, and you hear like an injury reserve song. It's just it's great. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so good. Um, and then uh, you, like in a meeting with corporate heads, you can throw on two mold or converge, and it's, it's awesome. Right. It's fun. The song, the original songs are good. Um, I do wish two mold had a little more room than two minutes and forty five seconds to breathe, but. Is what it is. I guess you can only play short songs on the radio, a la um, Cyberpunk. But Deaf Kids got six minutes. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, what the heck? Good, good stuff. Um, definitely check it out if you haven't. Um, otherwise, I mean, I don't know. It is the review cycle is kind of dry, or the the news cycle is kind of dry because the year. Dude, what do you mean? Up. I got like five just from a browsing metal injection. Send them my way. Or Sam. Well, first things first, the most important one. We got a new whiskey from Anthrax. Good, dude. Oh, God. Well, I, I don't know. I hate it. Uh, much more interesting. Concert industry suffers projected $30 billion loss in 2020. Yikers. That is cringe. That's extremely quen- cringe. Quinge. Quinge. Yeah, I mean that's that's a giant number. I know, like I knew we know, I knew that <laughs> it is late. <laughs> Losses we're gonna be high no matter what. Thirty billion, very very high number. Mm-hmm. Um, there, uh, there's live stream of the century, Ishan and Leprous. When? Uh, I'll send it. Also, mentioning live stream, Greg Pucciato live stream fuck content was one of the best. Live stream experience I've ever had. On, honestly, a pleasure to watch. It was very interesting. Yeah, you were sending me videos, and I was like, wow, this seems interesting, but I gotta go to bed. It was very interesting. Um, it combined, like, mystery with, like, obviously live performance. Half the tracks, or four of the ten tracks they played were new, um, which is really cool. Um, he did a rig rundown, a rig too. rundown, and they talked about writing. And I didn't realize. Like that. I didn't realize Re- Greg like actually he played pl- guitar. Like I know well, that no, sounds dumb. He's but... in Killer Be Killed. 
He is the guitarist of Killer Be Killed. Yeah, as a guitarist. So, yeah. He, mm-hmm. Which is cool. It's it's very interesting. But yes, going back to um, the Ishan Lepers live stream. Holy heck. That's in five days. Holy heck. Dude, I'm ready to get contaminated if you know what oh, I'm saying. Oh, dude, please. That's, that's yeah, nuts. I, I mean, I don't know if I have to pay for this, but I'm dropping everything and going to that shit. <laughs> no, literally. That's that's exciting. So, apparently, the final Soundgarden album will be released at some point. The final what, sorry? The final Soundgarden album will be released at some point. Gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, I just have contaminate me stuck in my head. No, you're fine. Um, Hatebreed failed to make Billboard 200 for the first time in, uh, since their first album. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, does Hatebreed suck? Is the music industry just dead? I don't know. Could maybe be a, a combination yeah, of Maybe two. a combination of both. Apparently, hey, everyone I know that likes hardcore loves Hatebreed, so. I mean, they were one of the OGs, or at least they were around during that time. Were they? I thought they were like a mid- late '90s band. Oh, were they? I don't know. That's how much I know about Hatebreed. <laughs> I just know Jamie Jasta is the frontman, and he has a band of, brand of pasta called Jasta Pasta. That's horrific. I shouldn't know that. <laughs> Apparently, they're great live, but like, are you really surprised? No, I'm not. I'm not surprised that any hardcore band is great live. Uh, all right. Let's let's see. Any anything else of note? I don't think so. Uh, what do you mean, dude? I don't have anything. So you're, it's uh, all you. So, Adam, do you know Doja Cat? I do know Doja Cat. We also, on this podcast, talked about the Doja Cat. Uh, plenty drama. For, yeah, well, we got an update. Update. Update me. Uh, so, Plenty was talking about his new album, which is, by the way, I listened to like three songs. It is, just, it is the most Plenty album I've heard in my life. I was talking about his new album for like an interview, and he was like, "Oh yeah, oh yes, uh, this the, the I, I can't. I'm not doing a bad Australian accent, uh, but apparently Doja Cat sent a bunch of like voice messages apologizing for stealing his riff, and he was like, "That's fine, mate." And uh, yeah. All right, I've got I've got one more thing to talk about before you talk about your news. Loudwire put out. I have literally no other news. All right, perfect. Loudwire put out their 66 best metal songs of 2020. I'm going through the list, seeing if we have oh, any no, any dude. any common themes. You know, just they, send it to me so we can talk about they it. They chose um, anything like me off of the Poppy record instead of dude. Six that's Day. literally the worst song on the album. Um, eh, that's fine. Um, they did choose "Swallowing the Rabbit Hole." Yeah, as you should. Um, and then other than that, oh, Phantom Force by Havoc, Stare Into Death and Be Still, the title track of that record. I mean, to be fair, it's probably the best song on the record. No, dude, just it into the next, dude, no. Drawn Into the Next <laughs> Void is insane. Um, other than that, we don't have any similarities. I forgot that a new Creator album came out this year. That's sad. Wait, a new Creator album came out this year? Came out in March. <laughs> What are you are you joking? I'm or, not joking. It's called six 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 hyphen world divided. What the fuck? Yeah. Um. Wow. Uh, um. Unleash the archers. I... Abyss is on that list. 
Wow, dude. Oh, yeah, it's right there, June 18th. Holy roller. Holy <laughs> Shut roller. up. Um, another Stay. world. Another world Come was on that list. Me. By Gojira. Wait, wait, what? I'm scrolling through. Oh, my God, it is. AI oh. is on that list by the Ghost Main. Okay, actually, the Zillicama song rips. I don't know what that is. Zillicami, sorry. Um, Armored Saint. Gosh. This list is exactly what I expected. Yeah. I don't know why I, will I expected say, more. I will say the gentle style humanoids pick is based. I would have expected Loudwire to choose Protect the Land, but they went full genocidal humanoids, and I'm in for it. That should probably be on our, our list, because that song rips. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, this is this is pretty standard Loudwire fare. Like... If yep. I, if you close my eyes and like <laughs> ask me to throw a dart at like a at you know popular metal albums, you'd get it. Fallen torches, torches, amazing Mastodon tune though. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, I'm excited Gosh, for dude, Mastodon. I, yeah, I, I, me too. I mean, Mastodon was one of those bands where every time, like, oh, you know, they're not that good. Nah, I go, I go back and like learn eight of their songs on guitar and bass, and I'm like, okay, they're just the best band ever. No, seriously, like, they're Mastodon's sick. riffs. Oh my god, master riffs, bro. Like even as as I get older, as I as become a full boomer, like once more on the sun's actually an amazing record. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> the hot. The, do you want to hear a hot take? A take so hot that your brains will melt. Go for it. <laughs> I enjoy Once More Around the Sun more than Leviathan. No. That I cannot agree with. I will not stand this opinion. Yeah, no, I, I told you, that's a hot take. Also, you want to know a hot take? RYM says that Emperor of Sand is the worst Mastodon album. How? Literally how? It like, even if you don't like that album, it is infinitely better than The Hunter, no matter what. I, I'm i just, I'm I'm reading what RYM is saying, dude. This is I'd not honestly me. say it's probably the third best Mastodon album. It's fucking up there, man. It's a great record, dude. Jaguar God, Andromeda. Fucking e any of the songs. Ancient Kingdom. Yeah, Sultan's Curse, dude. All bangers. Words to the Wise. Yeah, honestly, it's great. It's a really good record. <laughs> I'll hit it with a I'll hit it with a four on AMG just so, or on a RYM on RYM just so we can bump that number up a little bit. I gotcha. Huh. Well, uh, do you got any uh, cl closing thoughts? Um, what's our topic for next week? You know what? That's a good question, Adam. I feel like we hyped up this month, you know, having top talking about the end of, end of the year, and we have the obvious ones. You know, I think the last obvious one would be worse, but like we don't really listen to bad music. Yeah, no, I would say that it's impossible for us to do that. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not too too sure because the oh, I don't know. We could talk about Dungeon Synth Dungeon Synth December. Well, no, because we have two podcasts left in December because the way the month works two? out. There's two. No, there's only one. There's this one and then the next one. At least the day before Christmas. Oh my god, no. It's the... Oh. Oh, that's weird. I oh, told you. Oh god, that's bad. Yeah. Five. So, the last last one of the month will be All Dungeons right. in December. We need a good one for next week. What is it going to be? What's it going to be? Let's go through our list. Let's talk about something. Yeah, I mean, I feel like 
2020 has a lot. 2020 in review month, whatever we called this, has a lot to talk about. Like, we could just do our best of albums, but we sort of already did that. We could read them off next episode, but we we need some more content than that. Yeah, it seems kind of lazy. I don't know. We could just do, like, looking 2020 in review, final thoughts, wrap up. Nah, that's stupid. We're not gonna. We're not done after that. Well, it's 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 symbolically done, thematically done. Yeah, but then we're gonna do an episode after that. But it's, I don't know. Well, th- look, that that's our backup plan. All right, backup plan. We'll find a better plan. You know, we'll what? do we'll classics review. We'll, <laughs> we'll keep we'll keep you on our surpri- on your toes for next week on what's gonna happen. Yes, but and the audio out on- the audio for this podcast will hopefully be better edited. It will be. It, w- it will be better edited. Uh, it's recorded better, so it will be better edited automatically. Um, and also, the love on our most recent episode. We appreciate it. Did we actually get love on our most uh, recent episode? No, I lied. But we have had some more viewership or listenership in the last few All right, days. Well, in about five minutes you, when we finish this, I'm going to ask you about that. But... Finally, I've been Sam. I'm Adam. Stay safe, stay classy, stay salty. We'll be talking about more 2020 next week. It was a good year for music. Nothing else. Very good year for music. And absolutely nothing else. Bye. Bye.